listening to Pipes, Pours, and Pals. I'm your pal Justin. And I'm your pal Nate. How you doing today, buddy? Oh, not too bad, brother. How you doing? I'm doing good now that I had you remind me that I almost pulled a mic. Yeah. <laughs> I almost didn't hit that bright red button. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been a disaster. We would have recorded until about 10 o'clock. Yeah. And then realized that I never hit the record button. It would have been upsetting. It would have been very upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you would have had to come over here another night this week and spend another two hours smoking with me. Oh, man. Maybe we should have not hit the record button. <laughs> How's your weekend been? Oh, honestly, not good. No? No. I just... That kid not sleeping yet? No, man. I don't know what to do. She's... I don't know what's wrong with her. She just... She goes to sleep. She sleeps for like maybe two or three hours and then she's up and just wants to stay up and I'll hold her. You know, we keep the room dark. We don't turn on any lights. We don't turn on TV or anything. She didn't have a TV in her room. I just walk around with her and she'll fall asleep in my arms. I'll put her down and uh, as soon as she touches the bed, she wakes up and starts screaming again. And when she was in the crib, we could just kind of leave her for a little bit and let her cry herself to sleep. A lot of times she would start crying and then she'd lay down and cry and then fall asleep. And that's fine, but we had to get rid of the crib because she was falling out of it. Like she would, you know, jump in the rail. And, you know, that's like a four foot drop. Yeah. She was just hurtling herself over the rail there and just falling down. Um, so somebody told us we should get her like a full size bed to lay on. Cause then if she's rolling around at night, she's not going to wake up by hitting the rail or whatever. Yeah. So we got a full size bed in there now just uh, on the floor. Well, I actually just assembled a, a bed, like a frame for it and everything right before I came here. Like a twin size bed? No, like a full size bed. Like a, like a step smaller than a queen? Yeah. Holy cow. That's, I mean, my sister-in-law was like, she kept saying she had the same problem with my youngest nephew and that they tried a twin size bed and he did the same thing. He would roll either off of it or roll into the wall at night. And Emma does roll around a lot when she sleeps. So she said that he would not sleep all night long until they got a full size bed. And then he, he was fine. That has not been the case with Emma. So. <laughs> well, she's got something to grow into. Yeah. But we, the, the frame that I bought has like basically a fence around the mattress with a little gate that you can open up and you can lock it. There's no point in locking it. She could just roll over the, the fence. You know what I mean? So, yeah, but it's kind of cute. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to do. It's funny that your one and a half year old has a full size bed. And literally when Mrs. Codger and I got married, our first bed was a full size bed. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's crazy to think that two grown, two grown adults had to share a full size bed and your one and a half year old has yeah one to herself. It probably looks really ridiculous seeing her tiny little self like laying in the middle of this huge bed. We have like a video monitor, you know? Uh-huh. And last night I was looking at the monitor and I couldn't tell if the thing in the middle of the bed was a baby doll or if it was actually her because like the bed's so big compared to her <laughs> and you can't zoom in on it. I was like, is that her? Because I was trying to decide if my wife's trying to get her to go to sleep. I don't like going upstairs because the stairs make a lot of noise and I don't want to do anything to try to like interrupt her trying to go to sleep. 
But if my wife's been trying for a while unsuccessfully and she needs a break, we kind of ta- tag team. Like, I'll do it for a little bit. Like, I'll, I'll try to get her to go to sleep for like a half an hour. And then after a half hour, 45 minutes, my wife will come in and be like, I'll do it for a while. And then I'll go lay down. And I usually go to sleep. And then my wife has to come in and smack me and be like, will you please help me? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's terrible. It's honestly, like, we've been thinking about having another kid. You know what I mean? And I think I, you're crazy. I told my wife the other day, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I said, I'm, I, I think I should go get a vasectomy. <laughs> I don't ever want to have, <laughs> like, if this is how it is. I don't want to do this. <laughs> it's weird, man. Kids are different. Each kid's different. I know. That's why everyone's like, well, your next kid might not be like that. And I'm like, well, it's not a risk I'm willing to take. <laughs> like, I, I want Emma to have a little play friend, like a, a sibling. I think. I, you do have four dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, by the time she's five, three of those will probably be dead. Kimberly replaces those dogs so quickly, man. I mean. Yeah. Just boom, 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 boom. If you, if you, if, if you weren't there to, like, corral it, she'd probably have, like, ten dogs. Yeah, probably. It's like every other day or so she'll send me a link to some stupid dog that got abandoned at a shelter. And they're like, if someone doesn't take this dog, we're going to have to kill it. And my wife's like, let, we can't let him kill this dog. And I'm like, <laughs> let somebody else save that dog. Maybe God wants that dog dead. You don't know. <laughs> we're not bringing any more freaking dogs home. You know, I, I'm going to go off. On t- I have to go on the, off on this tangent. I have to. <laughs> I hate how, the the animal control world like plays heartstrings yeah but like there's this like virtue it's like we're saving dogs and we need your help or we're gonna have to kill them <laughs> right exactly <laughs> it's like thousands of dogs a day die because you aren't adopting them right because we kill them it's like, are you doing good or are you murdering them? Like, I mean, it, yeah, it's a very good point. But the pet peeve of it is that some places charge so much to adopt a dog. And it's like, yeah, hey, I'll adopt this dog. I have X amount of dollars. No, 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 no. It's $300. Right. Okay, but I can't afford $300. And I'm willing to adopt this dog so you don't have to kill it. Nope, $300 or we murder it tomorrow. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's no in between. Either you give us the amount of money we want, or it's like a it's, ransom it's situation. Ransom. It's what it is. You want this dog? Well, we're gonna kill him unless you give us three hundred dollars on tomorrow. the kill list tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> it's so demented and dark. It's like, really weird now that you say it like that. You're right. Yeah, it's That's, awful. It's terrible. I have. I literally, I, I've thought about this for years. Like, I absolutely hate the idea of even supporting most shelters because of that very thing. Mm. Like, I don't know. It just like hurts me to even think. Which I mean, I don't know. I I get it. Like you can't, you can't keep a dog forever. Like you you only have a certain amount of resources. You only have a certain amount of room, but charging people so much money that they can't adopt them. That's where I think the problem lies. Well, yeah. And like, obviously with with human adoption they're not killing the kids but like at the same time to adopt a human 
yeah is insane money yeah is in I'm, bro i'm solving the world's problems right here right now i know this is a pipe smoking podcast and i'm off on a tangent but like it is so stupid expensive to adopt a child mm-hmm. it's so stupid expensive and then they have like commercials and drives and stuff it's like these kids are gonna grow up without parents because nobody's adopting them yeah you should adopt bring us forty thousand dollars or you're not allowed to yeah and we'll let this kid grow up in the system. Right. And that's like, even if you have the money, sometimes you still can't adopt the kid. Like, my pastor at our church, they have been trying for years to adopt. And they just, like, little things keep coming up where they're like, oh, well, like, you have, you have to fill out this paperwork. Well, well, this paperwork you filled out prior has expired now, and you have to fill this this out again, and it costs this much money or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, they just keep dragging them along. And they've had so many situations where, like, they had mothers who decided they were going to keep the baby, but they didn't want to raise it, so they were going to give it to them for adoption or whatever. But then at the last minute, they decide they're going to keep it. Like, that's happened three times to them. So you have some people that are good, wholesome human beings who are trying to adopt and have paid money and can't get a kid. But there's literally hundreds of kids, thousands of kids in the system. It's true. But you really scared me, though, when you started because you were like, I'm going to solve the world's problems right now. And I thought you were going to say we should start killing the kids. <laughs> I thought that. No, no, I wasn't. But since you brought it up, you're the one that brought up rivers of dead babies. Yeah. <laughs> well, in my defense, the Bible brought that up. I, <laughs> I didn't. I meant brought it up to the podcast. Mm, so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Anyway, let's get um, let's get. Back to a less uh, less heavy, yeah, heavy topic. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty heavy stuff. Because I'm sorry, I took it down a really heavy path. It's just one of my biggest pet peeves in life. No, I get you. I'm passionate about that. But anyway, uh, speaking of killing things, I went duck hunting this weekend. Nice. Yeah, we got three more. Uh, not we're not not killing it, but the first two weeks of the season didn't get skunked. Better than last year. Better than last year. Tyler even made mention. He's like, I think we've killed more ducks in the first two weeks this year than we killed all season last year. So. How many weekends are there in a season? Uh, It's 60 days. So it doesn't have to be based on weekends. It, you just have 60 days. So it could, in theory, could end on. It's like eight or nine. Uh, sure. I'll take your word for that. I don't math well. Anyway, yeah, we had a grand old time. Uh, you couldn't be there, unfortunately, and I understand why. Like I already told you a person. Uh, I already told you off air that I will defend your honor and that I gave Nate uh, my blessing in not being there because of the devil child he has that won't sleep. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She's sweet. She just doesn't like sleeping. That's the thing that's so frustrating about it is she's so sweet. She is like a very happy, sweet baby during the day. <laughs> it's and, like possessed at night. Yeah. I'm like, what is going on? It's ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah. You going to need more uh, Guinness over there, buddy? That's why I want to get another one. You already one. got another one? <laughs> you, might, you might drink mine. You're, you're not digging it? I'm not. I've never been a huge fan of Guinness. Oh, man. Honestly. Guinness, in my opinion, is one of the, the greatest beers. You can have the rest of that, actually. Drink okay. On that side. I, I drink on this side. Okay. Yeah. It's just, it's okay. 
it tastes like a less it tastes like a diet coke float that was left in the fridge and just went flat no it doesn't yes it does no it does not you're wrong and it's okay you don't have to like it but don't don't mock it <laughs> with your nonsense <laughs> it's it's not terrible no it's fantastic it's just okay i wish we would have got like a regular one and then the draft that i got I don't know if you want to jump right into it, but this go for it. Jump right into it. So I, this week, I, I I brought us um, Guinness makes. We talked about it last week, but they uh, they make a, a Guinness draft stout, and they have a CO two ball on the lid. So when you pop the tab of the can, it releases the CO two ball. And you can hear it. I, I, I made sure you paid attention when I first popped yeah. it because it's a, it's a unique sound when you pop the tab and the ball shoots down to the bottom of the... Yeah, it shoots down to the bottom of the can and releases CO2 all the way down. So then it, it acts as if it's just a freshly poured beer off the old draft there. It's an interesting concept. It, I, I honestly think just for scientific reasons, I had some regular Guinness last night out of the bottle. Mm. And I really think this is significantly better. I mean, they're both delicious. Don't get me wrong. The only Guinness I've ever had that I can recall is out of the tap. I've never had a bottle of Guinness, I don't think. Yeah. I don't believe. I used to always keep Guinness around the house because Guinness is one of those beers that's really good to put in different soups and stuff. Um, Interesting. My dad makes this soup that's sausage potato cheese and beer soup and it's one of the greatest soups ever created it sounds delicious and he uses guinness in it that was actually one of my dad's gateways into drinking <laughs> was he started putting different beers and soups and stuff and then because uh, when i came i think probably have said this before my parents were very conservative christians my entire life and wouldn't even they tried to not shop places that sold beer mm-hmm. until that became impossible. Um, and then when I went to New York, they're shopping at Dollar Tree only, bro. It's about yeah. the only place now. Now, yeah, exactly. But when I went to New York, I talked to them about how the people there live and everybody drinks, and you know, discussed the my own personal theological views on the situation and everything, and. I think it kind of made them kind of think about it a little bit more. And then my dad started buying beer for cooking with, and then he wouldn't need a whole bottle to cook with. So then he would just finish off the bottle. And then he was like, that's delicious. Cause my dad used to be quite a drinker back in the day, mm. um, back in his Catholic days before. It's about right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And what's Catholics and diet Catholics. Yeah. Lutherans. Lutherans. I know what you mean. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah. So anyway, Guinness, it's one of my all time favorites. And when I lived in New York, there was a bar I would go to after work four or five times a week. And it was a little Irish pub and they had Guinness on tap, $2 a pint until seven o'clock. Delicious. I mean, it's, it's no Coors Light. (laughs) 
I just I've never been like um a dark beer person. I don't like stouts. I don't like porters. I don't like uh Schwartz's. I don't really care like, for Okay. I don't really care for any dark beers. They're just okay. I mean, I don't hate them. I wouldn't turn a glass down if someone said, "Hey, you want a glass of beer?" I'd still I'm out drink one. You literally just did. Um, yeah. Uh, just because we're giving our thoughts about it, and I, you know, yeah. And honestly, I was gonna, it's gonna waste. I'm just gonna sit here. I'm gonna sip on it, and it's gonna be warm by the end of the night. Yeah. As much as you love it, you've already downed half my glass. So there's something about Guinness. It's literally like milk to me. Like I can just drink it. Like it's the only like I could chug a Guinness. It's the only beer I think I could chug without any problem. Oh, I could chug a Budweiser. Well, Budweiser, like every other beer, I feel like it gets foamy and like the bubbles in it kind of like. It, it's difficult for me to just do, go, 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 just chug it down. Mm-hmm. Not Guinness. Guinness it just goes down so smooth. Like it's milk. got no fizz. It all bubbles out by the time you a little fizz in there. I mean, with that foamy head, I could. I watched all the fizz come to the top, and then it was gone. There's no fizz left in the beer. No, there is. I don't know, man. It's just different. It's just different. It's Irish fizz. Interesting. I mean, Adam's gonna roast me for this. It's fine. He should. Yeah. Uh, I just think to each their own. Like I think that's not, true. Not everybody's a Guinness fan. I mean, if you want to pour yourself one of these whiskeys back here, I feel, actually might feel do that. Free. I'm going to pour myself a glass of whiskey. Now that I've given you permission, <laughs> I've been enjoying this lately. Old tub. Yeah, I, I remember when we had it. It was delicious. You can't have any. You got three Guinnesses. Yeah, I don't want any. <laughs> I sat down here last night. I uh, how, how do I go about this without? I've always tried to keep this podcast. You know, you and I are both religious people. Yeah, and I have always strove to keep the podcast with religion removed from it as much as possible, just because it's one of the great dividers. Um, and as much as my religion is important to me, I realize to some people it's not their thing. Um, so I'm not going to take it into a religious route. I'm just saying I, I wanted to talk about an experience I had last night cause I was down here and I've had a pretty stressful work at, a week at work. Um, probably the most stressful week I can remember in my life. Hmm starting last Sunday and it just was literally relentless through Monday, Tuesday, Mm. Tuesday. I had some blood work done, uh, for some health issues I've been having. Um, and the lady like missed my vein like three times. What? (laughs) Yeah, it was bad, dude. I still have a bruise. Still have a bruise from where she missed me multiple times. And I like literally had a panic attack while she was drawing my blood because she just kept missing and missing and missing. And like, she thought I was going to pass out at one point. Anyway, that was Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday was awful. Thursday was awful. Friday ended up being awful. You know, there was highlights throughout the week. Um, and I even called you Friday and just talked about, you know, some of those highlights. Cause I had been talking to you throughout the week. Just, yeah. You know, you've been helping me through some stuff. Uh, and praying for me with some stuff that I was dealing with. And, um, but yeah, I came down here yesterday and, uh, just opened my Bible. I got into my Bible 
and was working through some stuff there. I lit up a pipe and I poured a glass of this old tub and I just sat here down here, dude. And I had the time of my life down here yesterday. Really? For like two hours. I just sat here. I had my Bible. I had my journal. I had my pipe. Um, I don't even know what I smoked. I had smoked some 965 and I had some of this old tub and dude, I just had the time of my life. It was honestly one of the most refreshing moments by myself that I've ever had. That's awesome, man. And just to have that to like cap off just this tremendously stormy, just heavy week that I had to carry around. Yeah. Uh, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. To just sit here and, um, like I said, I don't I don't like to bring re- religion into things, but just to sit here and commune with my God, and to have a pipe and have a glass, and be, and not feel like that guilt that I've had my entire life about smoking and drinking. Yeah, yeah. I literally sat here and I just like I was in awe because I'm like I don't feel this guilt right now. I'm having this moment, this you know this religious experience here. And I'm having my pipe and I'm having my drink and it is all so cohesive and part of one thing. And it was just, it was amazing. Honestly, it was, liber- it was so liberating. That's fantastic. Um, and again, guys, I, I'm, I'm sorry if I, I, I tried to not take it too far, but um, I did feel it's appropriate for the conversation. Yeah. For the, for the podcast. It's what we're about. A hundred percent. Yeah. So, but that's awesome. And I'm, I'm, it's cool that you can get kind of like a, Almost like a little mental and emotional reset a little bit, like mm-hmm. come to, to the end of a horrible week and on Saturday night, the last day of the week, you kind of just had that moment of reset and you felt good. It was a good experience and now you can start the new week fresh. Yeah. And I, like I had those little moments throughout the week and you know, you and I talked about some of those things, even Friday night after I got off work, I called you and I was like, you know, I, I there's this thing and I don't need, I'm not going to get into the details of how heavy the week was, mm-hmm. um, you know, the details, but I called you and I had a really heavy week in, in yeah. some aspects and some of the heaviness would have normally been tremendously heavy, but it was just like something in that moment, even though it was heavy, I even called you and I rejoiced about it. Yeah. So I was having those little moments throughout the week. Um, those little victories throughout the week, but man, like to come down here, to like set aside that period of time, and just be by myself in the quiet. I didn't have my phone. I didn't have the TV. Just me, my Bible, my pipe, my journal, and my glass of whiskey. Cherry on the cake, man. That's awesome. That's <laughs> it was, awesome. It was amazing. Um. Anyway, Guinness, I didn't care for it. Well, that's unfortunate for you. For me, it's great because I'm having an, you got another glass. an extra one now, yeah. But this old tub is tremendous. Mm-mm-mm. You know, actually, I played D and D last night for the first time in my entire what? life. Yeah, do tell. Um, so a a person that I met at church. Let's see, a little while back, I think I brought it up before how there's three kids born in like within three months of the of each other at my church. Yeah, and Emma's in the middle. Mm-hmm. Well, the one the family that was uh, had the one that was born in September. They, the the dad, whose name is actually also Nathan, um, he invited me over for... Your name's Nathan? Yeah. <laughs> Not Nathaniel or Nate. It is Nate, though. But anyway, 
Um, he invited me to be a part of their fantasy league. He was like, Hey, I don't know if you're in the fantasy league, but, um, I have, we have an opening for a couple of our leagues and I had, we had talked a little bit before he's in like our small group and stuff. Um, then you realized it wasn't fantasy football. It was fantasy as in like D and D. No, it was fantasy football. (laughs) So I went over to their house for uh, a draft and a bunch of like their whole team, their whole fantasy league gets together for the draft. We do a live draft, which I'd never done before. Um, We did it off the books and then they like, you just, the GM kind of commissioner, I guess, puts it into the app afterwards or whatever. Um, So anyway, after that, one of the guys who, I had never talked to or met before until that night. Um, he's been friends with the Southern Eight for a long time, and they were talking about putting a and d game together, and they need another person. And he was like, what about that guy that came for the Fantasy League? Why don't you ask him? And so he messaged me a while back and was like, hey, I don't know if you're into this at all, but we're gonna we're trying to put together a and d game with another guy if you want to join. And I was like, well, I've never played D&D before. I'd be interested. And he was like, well, if you want to, you can just come over to my house uh, one night and we can kind of go over what it would entail. And I was like, okay. So my wife went with me with our daughter and like the wives and the kids hung out together and me and him went out in his garage and he, he has, you know, you have all the books and crap. Yeah. He's got a bunch of total books. nerd. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a bunch of books. What and stuff. a loser. Yeah. So we're going through and he's explaining to me all this nerdy crap and I'm asking questions because I I've dabbled in, um, pen and paper or pencil and paper mm-hmm. role playing games before, but I've never played D and D when I was a kid. D and D was the devil. <laughs> and same. So my youth pastor used to love D and D. And since it's the devil now, he created a, a new role playing game, but he didn't want to use dice because he didn't believe it should be based on chance. Yeah. So we had a weird point system that we used. Um, the game was called the calling and, um, Basically, everything in the game was had a scriptural basis and background. Um, sounds super lame. <laughs> Not going to lie. Sounds super lame. Well, you should play it because it is. But uh, <laughs> no, it had some flaws. Um, turns out if you can't have any chance in the game, it's difficult to make a any sort of an adventure because yeah. it's like you know how much everyone could do in damage. Yeah, pieces dice are of the devil. You know that, right? Well, yeah, for sure. But anyway, <laughs> so uh, I went and played D&D last night and that's actually where I drank the regular Guinness. Did your hand sizzle when you rolled the dice? It, like It burned a little. Did it? <laughs> but um, as my heart was hardened throughout the game, it, it burned yeah. less. But we didn't get to play too. Do you long. like worship Satan in the at the end, or how did that work? Um, I think that's what's going to happen next time. Is it? Okay. We didn't get to the worshiping of the devil yet. You're just eating babies. Um, that might be next time too. I, oh, okay. This is my first time. That I think they're trying to like wean me into it. Or... It's kind of like the Masons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Next time I'll get naked and say the oaths. But. Uh... <laughs> Just kidding to all of our Mason, yeah. <laughs> our Mason listeners I'm out not. there. <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so anyway, we only got to play for a couple hours, um, but it was fun. I had a good time. Um, didn't get real lucky on my character building roles. No? So my intelligence is like a seven. Oh, wow. Um, 
so I have like a, a disadvantage to any intelligent thing that I do. <laughs> yeah. Are you and, at least strong? Yeah. Okay. My dexterity is also a seven. So you're strong, but not nimble or smart. Correct. But so, I have, I rolled high charisma and high strength. And I'm so a you're dual. a lovable idiot that's incredibly strength, strong. Yeah. But not very nimble. Yeah. So it's basically with myself. <laughs> Without the strength. I don't have the strength. So you're, you're basically Lenny from Of Mice and Men. Maybe. You know, you never read Of Mice and Men? No. Oh, never mind then. But I'm a dwarf paladin. So oh. it worked out well. Okay. But I'm a level one. Of course, yeah. But I have... Uh, Starting a new campaign? They... they We were... Starting a new campaign, but they played one day before me, so they kind of threw me in. Okay. Um, so I jumped in the middle of a campaign that was already going, but they didn't play for very long. Starting at level one, uh, it's okay. But uh, I rarely ever start people out at level one. It's like the easiest way. I mean, like, never mind. I always start people like level three. It's so hard to like have fun when you're at level one. Yeah, because I'm a your paladin. Characters I can't, can't cast do spells. anything. Like, yeah, your characters can't do anything, and they have their hit point system is their hit points are so low yeah like you you are a you're this big scary like paladin and you go up on a freaking goblin and you die in the battle with a goblin at level one like i was getting lucky with the rolls last night <laughs> and i literally one hit every paladin that i can't or every goblin i came in contact with nice yeah so and i no one even had a chance to attack me the entire time but anyway is your armor class? Well, your AC because I killed them. Oh, so this is your first character, yeah, playing in D anD D. Yeah, why'd you pick a paladin? Well, when I played World of Warcraft, the first character I ever made was a dwarf paladin. Okay, and I read a little bit about the paladin, and they're I, th I think World of Warcraft took a lot of liberties from the Dungeons and Dragons people. Sure. So there's some same things like lay of hands and stuff like that is also in World of Warcraft. So you're um, basically like a Pentecostal fighter. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. I have armor with like a holy symbol on it. <laughs> you know, I can pray and stuff. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> Whenever somebody asks me what a paladin is, I'm just, my description always is like, okay, imagine like a soldier, but that soldier is Pentecostal. Yeah. <laughs> They believe in like laying on of hands, working miracles, exactly that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm actually They're super zealous. <laughs> I'm gonna pop this can, but you're going for a third one, huh? Well, I just want people to hear it. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you would, you're sacrificing. You're gonna drink a third one just so people can hear it. Well, now I feel guilty, and I'm not going to drink it. I don't care. It's, we're only we're only thirty minutes in. Drink it. Chug, chug, chug. I want to see you chug this thing. That didn't uh, translate. It was really well. lackluster yeah. through the microphone. <laughs> it's like, it sounded like a weird wet fart or something. It was like, <laughs> these Guinness cans, they're the wet fart Guinnesses. <laughs> it looks like a wet fart. You gonna let that sit? Yeah. It's like, I do like seeing a Guinness poured. Like watching that, I don't even know what it's called, but the, uh, 
it almost looks like silt settling, but it's actually oh, yeah. the, I don't know. The foam rising. The foam rising, yeah. But how it like separates. I don't know. I, I dig that. It's a pretty drink. It is. Mm. So anyway, sorry. Mm. Ooh, I got a nose burn on that uh, old tub. That's how you know it's good. Yeah, it's 100 proof. Um, got it right up the nose. the uh, old tub bottle in Bond. Mm. Got it right up the nose. Um, Lions won today. Yes, they did. The brand yeah, new Lions the coming brand down. And new Lions. Off the bye with a big win in LA on the road. It was actually a really close Beat game. Their old quarterback. He didn't play, did he? Well, they were playing the Chargers, not the Rams. Oh, okay. They're both out of LA for some reason. Yeah. I forget that. It used to be San Diego Chargers for my entire life. Yeah. And then when they built the SoFi Stadium, they're like, why don't you guys just come up here? Yeah. And then the the Raiders were like, you know what? We're leaving this state. We hate you all. <laughs> and went to Las Vegas. And then the Rams used to be in St. Louis. Yep. I think they actually used to be in California. And then they went to St. Louis and they went back to California. Oh. Shows you how much I know. My whole life they were in St. Louis. Yeah. But in reality, what we should have been talking about is our fantasy football league. Yeah. Yeah. And Kirk is really, really, really celebrating that three and six record. He, yeah, he's pretty. He's flexing like, hard. Weirdly proud about being that bad. Third place. Yeah. And third to last place. I mean. Like 10th in our league. You got to take him when you can get him, I guess. But I mean, I got to be careful. I'm going to have a worse record than he is at the rate <laughs> I'm falling. But I mean, we're just smack talking here because it's our platform. And we can smack talk all we want. <laughs> But yeah, it's rough being at the top, that's for sure. It's, <laughs> it's rough being number one in the league but over here. you know here. what? Where I was going with this is it's been a minute since we mentioned Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we need to rub in that uh, old Jim doesn't have Aaron Rodgers right now because it's been, it's been a few weeks since we mentioned that. We just showed him on the sideline, and I was like, who's that weird old coach on the side of the... <laughs> I was like, oh, that's A-Rod. <laughs> A.A. Ron. A.A. Ron. A.A. Ron. Listen to his dolphin coitus. Mm-hmm. It's working, though, dude. The, he's throwing the ball around on the sideline. They side said line. that he may be back in the next couple weeks. Yeah. That's, I mean, listen. Dude, he had a full tear on his, he had a full tear on his Achilles. You cannot discount I the healing it. abilities of dolphins making love. <laughs> it's, 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 it's miraculous. The frequencies they produce. I just don't get it, dude. I like it. Anyway, Fantasy League's going pretty good. This is the one of those episodes where I'm not allowed to drink while I edit. <laughs> yeah. Something will end up in the cut and it'll cause that uproar. Nah. People would enjoy that little little theory. You I guys missed out on it. I literally just cut out a whole section <laughs> that Yeah. You I just cut out a whole beautiful inappropriate section it was a it was a theory i had it's a, it was it was it was a theory it's got grounds i mean i feel like it, got, it has legs to run with you know what i mean <laughs> or flippers yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> wow i don't even know how to come back from that dude well jim doesn't have aaron Rodgers anymore and that's the important thing did he drop him he just doesn't play 
Oh, but he's coming back. Oh, wouldn't that be so funny if he came back and Jim just ended up winning everything because Aaron Rodgers came back? Like that was the one thing missing. You know what would be even more funny for us? Is if he comes back and in his first game, he Ter- gets injured again, like tears the other one. <laughs> in like the third play again? Exactly. Yeah. So Jim gets all excited and puts him back in. And then in three plays, he's out for the rest of the season. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't want that to happen because I don't want anyone to get hurt like that. That's I would never wish that upon anyone. Well, you know, you, were ta- you talk about conspiracies a lot. Yeah. I've actually seen a conspiracy multiple times in the last few weeks regarding Aaron Rodgers. People are saying that he actually never broke his, or actually never tore his Achilles. Mm. And that they think that this was some sort of like weird conspiracy by the NFL to drum up ratings. And that, because there's this like this whole like, there's this whole conspiracy people think that the NFL is, ri- is scripted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they think that they're saying that that's part of the script is that Aaron Rodgers is going to make this miraculous comeback and that it's going to like draw all these people in to watch the game. Really? Yeah. And I was like, no, dude, I, I saw it with my own eyes. Like I watched the ripple up the yeah. dude's leg when his Achilles broke. Like it's, it wasn't fake. Right. I watched it snap on live TV. Have you seen the conspiracy theory lately about the, um, the Super Bowl emblem? No. So there's a conspiracy theory that I've seen going around this week where apparently they come out with the the logo for the Super Bowl like mid-season. Okay. So two years ago, they came out with the logo. And this is before the playoffs or anything, right? Mm-hmm. And they come out and the logo was... Uh, blue. It was like yellow and red or blue and red. It was... I can't even remember who was in the Super Bowl that year. It was uh, Matthew Stafford when he, when they won, the Rams won. Mm. But I can't remember who they were playing. It was the Bengals? Yeah. Because so, I watched it at your house, and you cried like a baby when Matthew Stafford won. Okay, that's right. So the logo that year was like orange and blue, or orange and yellow. But anyway, they were the colors of the Rams and the Bengals. Mm-hmm. But this was before the playoffs or anything. Mm-hmm. Then the next year, who played in the Super Bowl? It was the Chiefs. And the Chiefs beat who played last year? Chiefs and Eagles, because it was the Kelsey brothers. Yeah. So the logo that last year was green and red, mm. and the people are saying it's a conspiracy that they they already know who's going to be in the Super Bowl, and that's why they choose that color combination mid season because they know who's going to be in the Super Bowl, and for the past two years. Whoever's in the Super Bowl matches the color logo that they chose midway through the season perfectly. Are we just being duped? And this year, they've chosen red and purple. So a lot of people are saying that the Ravens and the Niners are going to be in the Super Bowl because those are the color combo that's been chosen. Mm. Interesting, huh? I would have to see the validity to this. It doesn't really interest me unless I were to actually see the proof. Well, I'm sure that can be arranged rather easily. Can it? Yeah, I'm just going to give it a goog. Going to goog it? There, this is the logo that they keep showing. Uh, the Super Bowl 58 logo 
So, mm-mm-mm. we'll see. It's in Las Vegas. So is it going to be, you said it's 49ers? 49ers and the Ravens is what people have been saying. That's an interesting theory. But it also plays with the whole conspiracy about it being scripted. Could be. What's the Ravens' record? Um, they lost today to the Browns, so I think they're like five and four. Or mm. I think they're five and four. I don't know. We'll see how this conspiracy plays out. I don't think I buy it. I, I mean, it could be Vikings. It could be the Vikings. They're purple. Yeah. Except isn't Kirk Cousins injured? Yeah, but they've been doing really well in his absence. That's true. That Romeo Dobbs has been stepping up. Not Romeo Dobbs. No? It's Josh Dobbs. Josh Romeo. Who's Romeo Dobbs? I don't know. Josh Dobbs played for Tennessee. I know his name for sure. Oh, I bet you do. Yeah, I'm a huge Dobbs fan. He has alopecia. <laughs> he is... <laughs> That's a weird stat to just bring up for no reason. Uh, well, he has no <laughs> eyebrows and no hair, so it's pretty obvious he has alopecia. I've never looked him in the eyes. I don't I've know. watched him play his entire college career, and I followed his NFL career. Um, he is probably the smartest player in the NFL. Did you know he works for NASA in the offseason? I did. Yeah, because I think I told you that before. No, you might have, but they actually just talked about it during the game today. Yeah. Because they called him... Uh, I forget. His nickname changed every now and then, but it's always like... Astro Dobbs or something. Astro like Dobbs, that. yeah. He's had like... Uh, he's had Rocket Man. He's had Astro Dobbs. He's had a couple... He's had several names that were in relation to space. Romeo Dobbs is a uh, wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. Gotcha. Spelled differently. This is the better Dobbs. Yeah. Josh Dobbs is a beast. Yeah. Super smart. Super, super I do remember you talking about this before yeah. now. Um, I was super excited to hear he got a, a chance somewhere else. He's been doing really well. Yeah. Seriously. He came in last week, and uh, he was only there for like a couple days. Didn't know the plays. Didn't know anybody. Didn't know any of the receivers or anybody. Right. And uh, came in and cleaned house pretty well with him. Yeah. Got the game ball. He did um he did a lot of scrambling today, a lot of touchdown scoring. Yeah. He's good on his feet too. Everybody was impressed. I'm I'm impressed. I love me some Dobbs, man. Mm-hmm. He was drafted by the Steelers. Mm-hmm. And played back up to Ben Roethlisberger for the last couple of years. Mm. Uh, until Roethlisberger retired. And then he was behind Mason Rudolph, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was dumb of them to pick Mason Rudolph over uh they picked Mitch Turbisky over him too. Yeah. Um, and then after there, he went someplace, and then he ended up in Tennessee. No, I don't know. He's bounced around to a lot of teams. He's in Arizona this year, and then ended up at Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I think he's played for four or five NFL teams in like. Five or six years. Wow. He's been all over. Um, but I'm glad to see him get a chance. Anyway, we've talked about football enough. People like Nate King are be like, I've already turned this episode off. You guys have been talking about football way too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, speaking of Nate King, the Texas Pipe Show was this last week. It was this weekend. Oh, yeah. And uh, looked like a fun time. Looked like a, a decent turnout, too. Yeah. I saw a lot of pictures, a lot of people smoking pipes. Yeah. Had a slow smoke competition going on. Yes, sir. I'm pretty sure I saw Kevin Foster sitting at one of those tables with a corn cob. I didn't see him with the corn cob, but I saw Kevin Foster and Nate King and Trey Rice and a couple other of the uh, 
artisan pipe makers got together at Trey Rice's house and did that collab pipe. Oh, I didn't see the collab pipe. Yeah, they did a collab pipe. There was like seven makers. Really? That's an interesting idea. I think Robert Vacher was one of them. Really? I'm almost 100% sure. That's weird. You didn't mention it when we talked. I'm just kidding. We don't talk. <laughs> uh, I got to look now. Robert Vacher, Robertson Pipes, Nate King Pipes, Jay Mouton Pipes, Lone Star Briarworks, Jason Patrick Pipes, Foster Handmade, uh, Vaughn K Pipes, and Smoke and Barrel Briars. So it's wow. one, two, three, four, five. Uh, so we got Trey Rice. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ten of them? Yeah. And they all collabed on one pipe? All collabed on one pipe. Check out this little dude. And then they donated it to the show to have for proceeds for the show. Each maker did one little thing on the pipe. That's crazy. Yeah, it's like a little... Looks like a nose warmer of some sort. I, I can't quite tell how what the size is, but... Looks like a little pipe. Yeah, it does. Good looking... Sandblasted natural finish with a, I don't know, what is that? Is that a green and black ebonite swirl? It kind of looks like it. Looks like there could be a little green in there. It's See a good looking pipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. And it looks like they're having a blast at his house. I saw lots of pictures of all those yeah. makers together. I just, I wanted to be a fly on that wall. Yeah. Just in there watching all that go down. I don't know. The coolest thing that I noticed is that Trey Rice's dust collection is Amazon boxes. <laughs> Around his sanding wheel, he has like Amazon boxes formed for his dust collection system. I was like, nice. Interesting. I don't know. That's pretty cool. You think of all these like fancy things that these guys have and like Trey Rice is just like, I'm going to use Amazon boxes, man. <laughs> use what you got. Yeah. I dig it. They are readily available. They are. Uh, but the pipe show looked like it was a blast. Uh, hope everybody had a lot of fun. Sorry we couldn't make it. Nate made it about halfway there, but then he just decided it was too long of a walk. <laughs> yeah, right. He got to Oklahoma and was just... I'd still be walking if that were the case. <laughs> you didn't get to Oklahoma? No. Oh, I thought you did. I got about two blocks from my house. And I was <laughs> like, eh, I tried. Oh, man. So, uh... We've talked about what we were drinking, which I didn't super care for. Um, we haven't talked about what we were going to smoke. Yeah. We, uh, it was short lived. So, okay. So I just want to preface this by saying we had some LJ Peretti blends that were sent to us by our, our good buddy, Mike Lading. And I know how much. Adam Floyd loves Guinness and we had talked about getting Guinness and drinking it. And I know how much he loves LJ Peretti blends. So I kind of thought if we're going to drink Guinness, maybe we could smoke an LJ Peretti Burley blend because Adam loves their Burleys. So I looked through the box. I found LJ Peretti's original blend, original mixture. Mm -hmm. I grabbed my phone. I checked real quick. And it said, Burley Aromatic, Burley Blend. It's a Burley Aromatic. I was like, perfect. Burley Aromatic. So let's smoke that. When we got here today, I loaded up a bowl and I smelled the bag and I thought, well, that smells on. 
it smells kind of florally. And I packed a bowl and I lit it up. And I said, does this have Latakia in it? I'm getting like a weird floral flavor. And you were like, no, but it smells like, you said it smells sim- like, like it smells like I have Latakia in it. So then I looked up the, the blend and actually read it this time. Because <laughs> <laughs> the, okay, so the description on smokingpipes.com, nope, the description on tobaccoreviews.com <laughs> is, here is one of our real old favorites once again available. A rich, full-flavored, aromatic blend, medium strength, slow burning, and cool smoking. I was like, sweet. And the note says, the name of this tobacco is not entirely accurate. The original original is no longer produced due to the loss of an English blending component. This Burley-based blend has a distinct blend of two aromatics in the subtlest proportions. The combination produces an enriching room note and a deep taste profile. No Cavendish, no casing, just flavor. But then... When you go read, it says Burley Aromatic, and its flavoring is floral essences and then a miscellaneous slash other. Mm. So it has like rose water or geranium water or some kind of floral essence. It basically tastes like the bottom of an old lady's purse. It did. Yeah. Yeah. And so I took about two puffs and I dumped it out. I put it in a pipe that I designate to burly blends <laughs> same and i lit it up i took two puffs and i immediately thought of a lakeland blend and i was like i don't want to ghost the holy snot out of my burly pipe and i'm just honestly like i have to be in a certain mood to smoke a floral flavored tobacco that mood for me is never um i have been known to enjoy like i have a few jars of like elf dandruff from watch city cigar that they flavored with some rose water and stuff. And there is a time and place I can feel comfortable and I I'm in the mood. I'll smoke a little floral tobacco. This is not one of those times and this wasn't one of those places. So we abandoned that ship. Yeah. So sorry, everybody who might've purchased. You should this. be apologizing to me that I tainted my Dagner poker with that crap. Well, I'm not going to, Okay. <laughs> you know what? I I'm in a generous mood. I accept your apology even though you don't you didn't offer it. Well, so I had we had a backup anyway because there is a blend that is I've been smoking this entire week, right? And I wanted you to try it anyway. So we packed up a couple of bowls. Wait, would, would you say it's I actually would say that, yeah. And here's the thing. I brought this up a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was last week. Um, But one of our listeners and a friend, uh, Yosef Zander, Mm -hmm. from Zander Pipes, Mm -hmm. sent us a care package a while back. Yep. And in the care package, he sent us a few um, blends from a place in Springfield, Missouri. Mm-hmm. It's called Just For Him. Mm-hmm. And, and some coffee. Oh, yeah, some coffee, too. And these awesome knives. And those awesome knives. I love this little thing. It's freaking sweet. It's probably one of my favorite pocket knives I've ever had. But that's awesome. I dig this little thing. It's really cool. It's like a carp or something. <laughs> it's like a trout. 
Nate knows this fish really well. It's not a trout. It's like it's like a minnow or a shiner. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just like like sticking this thing in my pocket. It's just got like this really like simplistic classic vibe to it. I agree one hundred percent. Anyway, I've I've doted on this knife on air a couple times now, so thank you, Yosef. But uh, yeah. So anyway, I'm gonna be honest. We've had some people send some blends before from their local tobacconists. Mm -hmm. And when you light it up and you smoke it, you can kind of tell it's just... One Q. You're right. It's it's a blend that they've just renamed. Yeah. Um, it's not always one Q, but it's... Oftentimes it is. And more than once it's been another blend that you and I have been able to identify. Like we we're smoking like, I'm pretty sure this is, you know, yeah. one well, Q. Like Tinderbox is, has Wilshire. Mm -hmm. It's one Q. Right, so when he sent me these, I just kind of assumed that's what it was. Like, I just assumed it was an, um, they had rebranded these already made blends. But then I was looking on their website, and they do do that. They have several blends. You do. <laughs> they have several blends on their website that they've renamed, but in parentheses, they tell you what it is. So, like, they might have one that's called, like, I don't know, like, Roger's Revenge. And in parentheses, it'll say 1Q. Or whatever. You know what I mean? So it tells you what there actually is. But these blends are from... Um, they are from a certain literary work that... Shall remain nameless. I'm not going to say because apparently some tobacco shops have been written cease and desist orders for naming their tobaccos after certain literary characters. Yeah. It'd be like Master of the Jewelry. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's that's exactly right. But they have a line based on this certain literary uh masterpiece at their at the just for him tobacconist. And so I decided to light up one that I had smoked on here, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago called Hornblowers. And as I was smoking it throughout the night, I was like, Man, this is actually really good. And I took it and I smoked it like for three or four days afterwards. And I, the, the whole time I was smoking every morning on the way to work. And I was like, this is really good. So then I looked up the other ones and this one that we're smoking tonight got really good reviews on tobaccoreviews.com. And I read the ingredients and I thought that sounds like it's right up my alley. So I lit up a bowl of this. Sorry. I lit up a bowl of this and uh, I'm really, really digging it. It's called Bombadil. And good old it, Tom. Good old Tom. And it actually is a, an English aromatic. And I, for one, I just, I'm in love with it, dude. I think it's so incredibly good. What do you think? I'm really enjoying it. I not getting a ton of the Englishy vibe out of it. It's like faint. I almost I almost thought it was like a ghost in this pipe because I'm smoking in a state Kamoi pipe uh, that I've only smoked one other time. And so much, my first thought was like, oh, this is an aromatic and there's like a ghost of some Latakia in there. Um, but apparently that may not be the case because if this is an English aromatic would explain why I'm getting a little bit of a of a a lot of Kia taste in there. Yeah. So, 
according to their website, it says, Peter Jackson may have forgotten old Tom, but we at Just For Him have not. A mixture of aromatic Burleys, Red Virginia, Latakia, and Perique, this blend smokes smoothly and smells great. And its components, contents are Burley, Latakia, Perique, and Virginia. The flavoring is other miscellaneous vanilla. So. I like this a lot, actually. I'm digging it, man. I'm really, really digging it. I really like it a lot. But. I decided I was going to call just for him in Springfield, Missouri, and just ask him a few questions because uh, Yosef had told us that they couldn't take like online orders for a while, but now they could take online orders, and I was kind of curious about that. And I was curious about the blending. Um, I did want to kind of talk to them and get an idea of whether or not I guess, like I said, some of the other blends are just renamed regular blends. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to kind of call call and talk to him a little bit. So I called over there, and the person that's like in charge of all their pipe stuff, um, his name's Waymond. 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 It's like Raymond with a w. <laughs> but or did he have a speech impediment? And it was Waymond. Well, on the website, it's it's the w. Oh, okay. So, the wah. Yeah. The wah. Okay. Um, he's worked there for over 20 years. Way to go, Waymond. Yeah, seriously. Um, it's at just for him in Springfield, Missouri. So, I was talking to him, and he said that he is actually the one that blends, has blended all of these so far. Um, the ones that I'm about to talk about. Some of the previous blends that have been there for a long time, he didn't blend them. He wasn't the original blender, you know? But I believe he's the one that makes them now. Hmm. So Bombadil, because this company has been around for a long time, and they had a problem like a lot of people did, that when McClellan went out of business, mm -hmm. they couldn't make some of their blends anymore because it had McClellan components. Right. And this was one of those. So Bombadil was originally called Shortcut to Mushrooms. And Which I've heard of. Right. So have I. And... When McClellan went out of business, they couldn't make it anymore, missing the components, obviously. So Wayman put himself the task to try to come up with something that was kind of similar. And I thought about this because, you know, we have described some um, blends that you and I have smoked as having almost a mushroom kind of a smell or flavor to them. Mm -hmm. And I think it might be the like um, a type, like a kind of perique that's in the blend or the way it's blended with the perique. So I don't know if it had to do if it had to do with that, and that's why that was named that. But um, he kind of tried to come close to the old blend, and I might be wrong about that because I I'm pretty sure he said that he added Perique to this blend to try to get it closer to the old blend. Okay, but uh, so this is his attempt. Bombadil is his attempt to recreate Shortcut to Mushrooms. And then Hornblower, which was the other one that I was really falling in love with, used it used to be called Old Toby, but they couldn't get the components anymore, so they didn't make it for a long time, and he kind of fiddled around and tried to... He said it's similar, but it's not the same as it used to be, if anyone listening is familiar with their version of Old Toby. Um, but it's close, is what he said, in similarity. Okay. Um, 
And then Goldberry is another one that we got from him, and it's a completely new blend that Wayman came up with on his own. But I did ask, and um, I brought up the Pipe Nook mm-hmm. and the problems that um, they had over there with the credit card situation, because I've ordered stuff, tobacco from the Pipe Nook. Mm-hmm. You used to have to mail them a check, and once they received your check, then they could mail you the tobacco. So it mm-hmm. took like a week and a half to get anything from them because your mail had to get to them then they had to process it, cash a check, send you your crap. But now the pipe note can take credit cards and it's the same way with just for him. And when I asked him, he said the exact same thing happened. Like PayPal just canceled their account and really like screwed them over. And then he said just randomly a couple of months ago, they started getting charged again for their PayPal account. And he messaged them, like emailed them, was like, what's going on? And they're like, oh, you guys are reinstated. Because it's like a weird two-year, it's almost like PayPal's in cahoots with the government to try to suppress tobacco sales. Yeah. And during the pandemic, tobacco sales were going through the roof. Mm. And they're like, we need to cut this down. So then like the government got PayPal to start suspending yeah. credit card Conspiracy sales. Conspiracy theories. Yeah. That's, I mean, I think there's something to it. Yeah. I'm going to have uh, Russ look into it, but um, yeah. So anyway. Go to their website, check them out. Is Russ your conspiracy plug? Russell Pickett, um, he's, I think he's like a, a low-key conspiracy theorist, and I think he's willing to do some of the legwork, you know what I mean? Stuff, that you're the, the research you're not willing to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. I'm like, I don't want to mess with this. See so he's just more respectable. It. He actually does the research. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had somebody message me today and they were like, hey, this needs to be the next conspiracy theory that you look into. And I'm very intrigued. I'm not going to tell you what it is. But in the next week or two, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do a lot of research on this one. See if I can, Are you? Yeah. I'm really going to do research I on it? I am. I am. It's a fan theory, not, okay. a, not a conspiracy theory. But I'm excited about it and I kind of want to, I'm really looking forward to digging in a little bit. Um, so that's, that's going to be coming up in the next couple of weeks. But if you are looking for something new to try, I highly, highly recommend Bombadil from Just For Him. And that's their name of their website. You can just Google that. Also, they're very Not nice Not Just people. For Men. That's a hair product. Right. Just For Him. Just For Him. Yeah. Just For Men is a hair is a hair growth supplement, right? Or no, that's hair coloring, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. I don't have hair. But I believe Just For Him, Just For Men is like... Like the touch die. of just for men, touch of gray. Yeah. Yeah. Just for him is what you want to go look yeah. for. Yeah. Yeah. Don't smoke hair dye. Right. It's probably bad. Yeah, probably. And probably difficult. Maybe if you spread it on some aluminum foil first, <laughs> maybe you could. Anyway. Uh, yes. This is actually really, really, really good. I might have to get some bombadil. Because I dig like that, um, that Englishy side, but also with the aromatic side. Yeah, it it's to me, it's a little reminiscent of Match Twenty, not quite as Englishy. Match Twenty has, I think, a more of an English component. Yeah, I think this this has more. This is like so. Match Twenty is like more English, slight aromatic. This is more aromatic, slight English. So it's like reversing the roles. Yeah. It kind of has that vibe to it, yeah. Yeah, so I've smoked this, I think, every day this week on my way to work. Nice. And uh, 
I have not been disappointed so far. Good. I've tried it in several different pipes, um, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Yeah. So thanks again, Yosef. Very much appreciated. Much and appreciated. I always like to give brick and mortars love whenever I can. So much love. If anybody out there is looking for something new to try, nice I have job Waymond. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Waymond, way to go. I told him twice that I was calling from a podcast and I was just going to ask him a few questions. And if he had time, I would appreciate it. You know, uh huh. We had a conversation about 15, 20 minutes or so. Never once asked me what the podcast was called. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end, didn't I didn't care. No, at the end, I reiterated, I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, well, me and my buddy, we just do this little podcast and. Um, so tens of listeners. I just wanted to ask you some questions, so I appreciate your time. Never once was like, "What's the podcast called?" <laughs> Couldn't care less, which is right. fine. I don't care. I mean, I'm giving a shout out anyway because I really, really dig this stuff. And the I people, like that his name's Waymond. Yeah, I, I had interactions with a couple of people on the phone with there, and they they were all very nice. The lady that picked up the phone, I don't know her name, but she was Ginger, a sweetheart of a lady. We're going with Ginger. Yeah, she, I think she kept calling me sweetheart. I mean, you're our sweetheart. Thanks, bud. Yeah. It's the mustache. She couldn't see that. Well. But she could hear it. Yeah, you can hear the mustache coming through the phone. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We're, it's, this is too much. Uh, next week, we are going to be drinking bullet bourbon. Just, mm. just nothing fancy, just plain bullet. I don't think I've ever had bullet bourbon. Well, you're in for a treat. Am I? I don't know. Maybe. Do you like it? Maybe. You've clearly had some. Well, we'll find out next week if I like it. <laughs> All right. That's fair. Uh, and then next week we'll be smoking Bridge Old Brown Flake. Flake. Sorry, I had to turn the jar to read it. It's okay. It's a uh, GF Germain Sons. Is it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So that next week, Bridge Old Brown Flake and Bullet Bourbon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got another buy me a coffee this week. Yeah. And I'm over here hitting this stinking microphone stand like twice tonight. Yeah. It's okay. Mike Climacus. It's a screen name is Climacus. And then parentheses, it says Mike. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's now a member. And, uh, Let's see here. He's supporting us at $10 a month. Wow. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. That's awesome. Yeah, he left a note with it. Yeah. And he said, picturing someone's snot bubble crying over Creed breaking up while learning about four-way stop intersections. (laughs) (laughs) You got roasted for liking Creed this week. Like, terribly roasted. So many people. I had Jim Steffi messaging me personally without you involved. That's like, you got to talk to your friend about this. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad that you, you defended my honor. Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> I, I, I was, I think that's some of the most feedback we've ever gotten. Yeah. Is your uh, people just, just crapping on you for your love of, of Creed. I don't not correction. I do not have a love for Creed anymore. <laughs> When I was 16, I did. Yeah. I'm going to this concert for 16-year-old Justin. Have you seen? That 16-year-old Justin needs closure. That's why I'm going to the concert. 
my therapist said I should do it. <laughs> but I responded to Climacus Mike and I laughing, crying face said, picture your pal Justin with mascara running and everything. So emotional that it turned him into a Green Day fan. <laughs> it's not really what happened, but I mean, for 10 bucks a month, you can imagine what whatever you want about me. <laughs> Thanks so much for the support, Mike. Are you a Green Day fan? No, not at all. Oh, good. oh my gosh. I was just going with the whole like mascara emo yeah, yeah. vibe. I would say Green Day's like pop emo, right? Yeah. I, I mean, that's fair. They've been around for a long time, too. Which been around since I was in high school. Before that. Yeah, I mean, I remember them my freshman year of high school. But I don't know. I don't, I don't never have liked anything that. I know that I know one song of theirs. You, I bet you know more than one song of theirs. Uh, what the, song do you? The know? only one that comes to mind is Boulevard of Broken Dreams. You also know "Wake Me Up." Oh Wake yeah, I do know that. And one. You also yeah. know the song they play at every single graduation that's ever been made. I hope you had the time of your life. Ah uh, yeah, my graduation song was "Freebird." It's weird, man. <laughs> it was it was a weird one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know an awful lot about Green Day. Are you sure you're not a Green Day fan? I never said I wasn't a Green Day fan. You are a Green Day fan? No, I hate Green Day. Do you? I do because I think they... You they know get, an awful lot about Green Day. I just have a curious personality, bud. Interesting. Yeah, and I pay attention to things. Interesting. Yeah. Those are three very popular songs that probably topped the charts for a lot longer than Country Roads. <laughs> just had to go there. <laughs> Well, yeah, well, you know what? Mrs. Codger pointed out to me that she saw on TV this week. What? It was highlights from a game, a football game in Germany. Yeah. Where the entire stadium was singing Country Roads. It's a German thing. You know what they're singing today? Uh, Sweet Caroline. Yeah. I had, I just, that was just a guess. The Colts played there today against the New England Patriots. And the, it was a, the Colts got the ball and they were getting ready to start playing Sweet Caroline. And the whole stadium is singing it. And then they start, I love the Germans. They start the play, so they quit the music, but the crowd doesn't stop. So um what's the quarterback's name? The backup for the Colts, um uh, Minshew. Yeah, Gardner Minshew. Yeah. Gardner Minshew's trying to like hike the ball and do a play, and the whole crowd's going, Sweet Caroline. And he's like almost getting tackled. He's like running around. It was like a <laughs> a weird, weird situation. Cause you know, it's like Technically, New England was supposed to be the home team there. Yeah, and so it's okay that like the crowd makes noise while the the away team is trying to do their huddle or hike the ball and stuff. Yeah, but it's weird to be Sweet Caroline, like to be Sweet Carolined while yeah. you're trying to do an offensive play. Imagine getting a false start because the crowd was singing Sweet Caroline. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, it was pretty cool to watch. We're not a Green Day fan. No. Oh, they, they're just too political. Like the, the lead singer got, he gets like, one of the things that drives me nuts is when celebrities, oh, no, music and politics, <laughs> right? Whenever celebrities like think that they have any like right to try to sway people, like who, who are you to give your opinion about a political situation? Like, I don't know, man, it just, like, just sing your song. Like no one wants to hear you talk about <laughs> what you think politics should be. Just go up there and sing. We don't pay you to, to think. You know what I mean? It drives me nuts. I mean, I feel the same way about athletes, but 
Hey, me too. A hundred percent. Both sides. That's the thing. It's just like, I, politics is probably, it's right. It's like number one and number two, and it's tied for number one. I don't know. Politics and religion are like the two things that divide people so crazily. And it's like, why would you alienate half of your customer base? Like, I don't know. I'm getting into another pet peeve. I'm I'm getting off of it now. I'm done. We were talking about our awesome people that support us. Oh yeah, yeah. On buy me a coffee, and how much we appreciate them. Yes, and how much we appreciate them. Thank you, Mike, so much for your generosity this week. And uh, if you guys would like to support us, buymeacoffee.com forward slash pipes pours pals. Link for that is in the show notes. Next week, again, as a reminder, we'll be drinking Bullet Bourbon and Jermaine's Bridge Old Brown Flake. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Hey, I can read that. It's a little teeny tiny jar. I have to spin it halfway around to read the label. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the links are, are the, uh, as a reminder, if you can't remember what it is, because we've had some people tell us, hey, you need to mention it multiple times. And hey, could you put it in the show notes? Because I can't remember what it is by the end of the episode. So if you can't remember what I said, it's going to be in the show notes, just like everything else, like how to contact us at pipes, and pals at gmail.com at the snail mail address PO box four, three, two Daleville, Indiana, four, seven, three, three, four. You can reach the podcast at pipes, pours and pals. You can reach Nate at Indiana. Nate, you can reach myself, Justin at the coffee pot codger. And all those are on Instagram, which is the easiest way to reach us, which is how most people reach us. So, um, that being said, I think that is it. You got anything else, buddy? No, I'm good, man. All right, man. Have a good night, everybody.